come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what happened when you mess around and talking about them cheesecakes, strawberries and stuff. Amen. Um, and we're reading, we're in Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 25. And it says, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. You are in a hindrance to me. Some Bibles say you are an offense to me. You are a stumbling block to me. For you are not mindful on the things of God, but on the things of man. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Amen? Amen? Let us go to God in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy this morning. Father God, I'm nothing without you. In you I live and move and have my very being. Let this word fall on good ground, God, and accomplish all that you send it out to do in the name of Jesus. Move on the hearts and the minds of your people today, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We say thank God and amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, it's my, my prayer today. It's been my prayer that we would live out this Christian love story, that we would be mindful of the cross, and that we would overcome stumbling blocks and take up our cross and follow Jesus. You know, one night, my heart was really, really heavy, uh, just with things, just with all of the different prayer requests, all of the different things going on, the news, whatever it was. My heart was heavy late at night. And I said a prayer, you know, I prayed before going to bed, but I could feel myself through the night, as I was sleeping, I was inside of me, I was still praying. I was still saying, regulate his mind, Lord. Heal her body, God. Touch this person. Fix this marriage, just, all, just in your sleep. You sleep, but you're not asleep, amen? And early in the morning, I began to jot down, was jotting down some of the things that came to my mind, some of the names. And when I woke up in the morning, I sat up and I prayed the prayer that I had, I had jotted down. And before my feet hit the floor, the Spirit of God said, Adrian, take up your cross and follow me. Somebody say, take up your cross and follow me. Now, I know it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> and on Valentine's Day, people often express love for family members and significant others with flowers and chocolate, see some teddy bears, maybe a nice dinner, and, and so on. And some common symbols of love are hearts and, and roses, swans, doves, 
And this morning, I just want to draw, I want to draw your attention to another symbol of love that we may not have truly considered as a symbol of love, and that's the cross. It's the principal symbol of Christian faith, and it recalls the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and the redeeming benefits of his passion and his death. His passion and his death. See, there's a significant parallel about the cross, what it meant before Jesus' death and what it meant after his death and resurrection. So you need to understand that back then, before Jesus' death, the cross, it represented a torturous death by the most painful and humiliating means. Romans forced convicted criminals to carry their own crosses to the place of crucifixion, carrying their own execution device and facing ridicule along the way. After the death of Jesus on the cross, the cross has also taken on another symbol of atonement for our sins, forgiveness, grace. And I submit to you that the cross is also a symbol of God's love for us. You know, it it was purposed for Jesus to carry the cross and to die for our sins. It was purposed, and no doubt he did it with love. See, before our scripture text this morning in Matthew 21, Jesus predicts his death and his resurrection. You see, he was following God's plan. And he was trying to prepare his disciples. He was explaining that, hey, I have to suffer some things. There's some things coming along the line that I I must, I must do. And I will be killed and, and raised. And this is something he knew that was the will of God. But Peter did not understand this. You can see in your text that in Matthew 22, it says, Peter took him to to the side and he rebuked Jesus. Far be it from you, Lord, this this will never happen to you. And Jesus turned to him and said, get behind me, Satan, for you are a stumbling block, a hindrance, an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but mindful of the things of man. I want to speak to you from the topic today, mindful of the cross. Somebody say, mindful of the cross. Peter was not mindful of the cross. He couldn't see the love in the cross because he couldn't see past the suffering. He couldn't see past what was going to have to happen in order for love to be displayed. You see, Peter did not have ill intentions, and his motives weren't wrong. He just didn't understand. In this instance, he was not mindful of the things of God. I just want you to know today that there will be people in your life, and they may mean you well, and they truly do want to, to help you. But you have to know, are they mindful of the things of God, or are they mindful of the things of man? You see, people have grand ideas of what they think you should do and how they think you should do something. But you can't be moved by every opinion, especially when the opinions are conflicting. You see, you will lose yourself trying to please people. You'll miss God and what God is doing. You have to be mindful of the cross and the cross that he's calling you to carry. Romans 8, 5, and 6 says, For those who live according to the flesh 
set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How many of you know that any time that you are doing the work of the Lord, you will have opposition? Stumbling blocks and difficulties will come. A stumbling block is a metaphor used to describe a behavior or attitude that leads another to sin. It's any type of obstacle or hindrance to your progress, your belief, and understanding. There are two stumbling blocks that we have to overcome. And this first stumbling block is twofold. The first one is our own negative thoughts. Your own negative thoughts. You, your own self. Sometimes we are our own stumbling block. We speak words of defeat to ourselves. We talk ourselves out of doing something that God is impressing upon our hearts because it seems too hard or it seems impossible. You see, now it's one thing to joke around and laugh, but when it all comes down to it, you have to declare the word of God. The second part of that twofold one is other people's negative thoughts. There might be people in your life who have spoken words to you, about you, whether past or present, that have hurt you, and it's been a hindrance. Words that basically suggest you are either too much of this or not enough of that. Words that hinder, words that distract or are an obstacle to your progress, your belief, and your understanding. A hindrance to what God is calling you to do. And this is really prevalent in our younger people. Younger people, beware. The enemy wants to plant things in your mind early to hinder you from walking in what God has for you. He wants to put it in your mind early, get you to doubt what he has for you early, think, get you to think words of defeat early in your life. You know, in the woman's study, we talked about this saying. We said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words, did I finish it up? That's a lie. That's a lie. Words hurt. Words hurt. And some of you today sitting here, right, right here, right now, may be able to recall some negative words that were spoken to you, about you, over you. Huh? You won't amount to anything. You're too short. You're too tall. You're too skinny. You're too fat. You're too quiet. You're too loud. And somehow, you just, you're just never enough. Let me just say this. Stop apologizing for who God has called you to be. Stop being sorry for who God has called you to be. I won't apologize for the, the fire that's inside of me. I won't apologize for getting real loud when my praise is loud inside of me. When it's like fire shut up in my bones. I can't apologize. I've been through too much. You know, people want to quiet you down when they don't know your story. Or tell you to speak up when they don't know your story. People want to define you. You know what? And if I'm not enough, he that beganeth a good work 
in me shall complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. If I'm not enough, then let God work on me. Pray for me. Hallelujah. Somebody say, be mindful of the cross. You see, some, sometimes people even try to disqualify you. They want to disqualify you because of your age, the way you look, what you have, what you don't have. People assume because of your age that you lack experience. They don't know that, that God's wisdom and God's power is not limited by age or, or, or race or weight or size or, or height or how loud you are or how too quiet you are. His wisdom and his power is his wisdom and power. And he can use anybody that he wants to use. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They just don't know. He's been grooming you your whole life for this. Oh, hallelujah. You know something? People say things like, how can you tell me if you've never been through what I'm going through? You don't understand. You don't understand. See what it is is they're looking at where you are right now. And they assume that where you are right now is where you have always been. And sometimes you got to tell them. Sometimes you have to tell them your story so that they can know. I was sleeping in a car. I, I was homeless. I have gone many a night without food. I know what it is to be hungry. I know what it is to suffer lack, not have what I need when I need it. I know what it is to, to walk to the store in the rain, soaking wet with change in my pocket to buy milk for my child. I know what it is to be rejected, to be humiliated, to be ridiculed. wanted to give up countless times in my life, but I take up the cross. I'm driven by his love, and my mind is full of the cross today. Even the experts, they put natural limitations on spiritual things because they're looking with their carnal eyes using statistics and data and books and information. I'm not going to knock them. They're just doing their job. But I just need you to know that statistics and data and books and information don't stop God from doing a new thing. Don't stop God from doing miracles. Don't stop God from doing what he said he would do in the name of Jesus. There were experts, there were doctors. We were deployed. Robert's in, lower intestine was twisted up. Twisted in excruciating pain. Couldn't stand up. Couldn't bear to stand up. We rushed to the doctor. We're, at the hot, we're in a deployed location. And the doctor, they couldn't understand all. They did all these x-rays. He was in excruciating pain. And I just called on the name of Jesus. When they were finished, they were running all these tests. The doctors was arguing. The, test, the intestines was untwisted. He was sleeping. They couldn't figure it out. 
nobody but God. I'm not saying that what you saw wasn't real. I'm saying that God is greater. I'm just saying, I know you said this because you were looking carnally, but I'm saying this because my mind is full of the cross today. Hallelujah. They said my body wasn't strong enough to carry Trinity. You will be able to do it. It's a high risk. You got to do this, and you need to do that, and you need to do that. And God said, do what I tell you to do. Don't do that. Don't do that. And some of the stuff was contradicting, directly contradicting. The doctor's saying one thing, and the Spirit of God was telling me something different. How many of you know that I follow what the doctor told me to do? And Trinity is sitting here today. You got to believe in the word of God. Trust. I've seen his miracles. I've seen his signs and his wonders. You know something? But even in all of that, that's not what qualifies me. That's not what qualifies you. God qualifies you. God calls. And whom God calls, he predestines and equips. Make your boast in the Lord on this morning. Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians, the whole chapter 10, through, the whole, through all of 12, Paul defends his ministry to, to people's words. They said that his letters were weighty and strong, but his bodily presence was frail and weak. His bodily presence was frail and weak. But his, his letters were weighty and strong. So was he disqualified as they commended themselves amongst themselves? He's not great enough. He's not strong enough. He's not. People's words can hinder you if you let them. If you let them. Well, right now, right now in your seat, I just want you to do this. Declare God's word over every negative word spoken to you about you right now in your seat in your own bubble begin to declare God's words over you I am fearfully and wonderfully made God I am the apple of his eye declare it over your own situation about your children about your family words 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 speak God's words over your life right now God hallelujah hallelujah you need to rebuke Every word that comes to your mind, that's spoken over you, about you, against you, that doesn't line up with the word of God and what God says. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Begin to tell yourself, say, greater is he that lives in me than he that's in this world. Hallelujah, greater is he that lives in me than he that's in this world. Go ahead and give God a praise. Take a moment, just give God a praise in this place. Give God a praise in this place. For all babies that are undignified praise for his words about you, for what he thinks about you, for what he says you can do. Huh? Because he believes in you, because he knows you by name. He knows every hair on your head. Oh, give him a praise in this place. Oh, God, you're worthy today, God. Oh, you're mighty to save and mighty to deliver. 
Your love cannot be measured. And because you love us, first, God, we love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm still telling a love story. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get your mind to be full of the cross. Full of what God says about you. Hallelujah. Come against every obstacle, every stumbling block, every offense in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, you better give him a praise. Yeah, God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, somebody need to say, I'm not my past mistakes. I'm not what I used to be. Oh, it's not what you used to know. It's about who you are now in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Mm, somebody is on their way to just picking it up. Just pick up the cross. Hallelujah. He'll help you carry it. I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it wasn't heavy or a load to carry. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. All glory to your name, God. That second stumbling block is temptation. Temptation. Now, I read where so many times during the, the pandemic, there were so many people that have turned to drugs, overeating, pornography, extramarital affairs. Still talking about stumbling blocks. Pride. It's just talking about pride, money, material things, lust. And it's the same playbook that the enemy has been using for all of eternity. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. The enemy uses the same trick again and again. He don't have a new playbook. If you figure him out, you can beat him. You can win. And yet, even in temptation, the enemy twists words to cast doubt on God's word. After... 40 days and 40 nights, of course, when Jesus was at a weak point, the enemy came to him to tempt him in your Bible in Matthew 4 and 4. It says, when Jesus was tempted, he was led up by the spirit to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Jesus rebuked Satan with the word of God. The first thing he said was, you know, turn these stones into bread. Y'all know the scripture. What he told him. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The devil took him to the pinnacle and told him to cast himself down. He'll dispatch his angels concerning you. You shall not put the Lord thy God his word to the test, or put your Lord thy God to the test. Then he took him to a high mountain and he showed him kingdoms and, and glory. I give you all of this if you bow down and, and worship me. And he said it again. Be gone, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. You know, the enemy comes to you when you're in a weak point, when you're at a weak place, when you're separated, when you're at home, by yourself, in yourself, in your mess, thinking to yourself, thinking in your own thoughts, thinking in your own ways, thinking how you can better do this, thinking how you can do just a little bit of that and it'll be okay, and just try a little bit of this, and it'll be okay. But it's a lie from the pit of hell. And I just, I just want to encourage somebody today who's struggling in their temptation, struggling with something, 
that you can speak the word of God. You can, you can find a word that speaks directly to your situation. God is a God who can lift you up and lift you out of your circumstances. You got to get connected. You got to find yourself in your word. You got to find yourself considering what, what Jesus did to get you where you are so that you don't go back to where the, you used to be. In the name of Jesus, so that you don't go back to doing what you used to do. Temptation. Taking up your cross and following Jesus is, is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. In verse 24 in our text, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Do we really consider the cost? No, for real. Do we really consider what it costs to follow Jesus, to, to take up your cross daily, to keep going? Quick story, quick story. just want to make it plain. Uh, there was a, a job opening requesting a strong performer. This was for a military member. And some would consider that position or that job a prestigious position, nice office, an honorable title, all the bells and whistles, right? And some jump, they jumped at the opportunity. Oh, sign me up, put my name down. And others showed some interest based off of the job description. You know, half, after a while, we did an inquiry just to find out, like, what are the details? What's, what is this? You know, so many, so many of my airmen, are, you know, they're interested in doing this. What are the details? You know, when they sent the details out, the real, the, the details, the real details on what the job entailed, some people said, never mind. That's all right. That's all right with me. I'm going to stay where I am. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm good, right? You know, when they release the high level of detail, you know, the amount of accountability, the long hours, some early, maybe some early mornings. <laughs> and you know what? You see, that's how some of us do. We don't consider the cost. Do we truly consider what it, what it costs to follow Jesus? Do we really think about that? Because hmm? if we did, we would realize it's not about the bells and the whistles. It's, it's not about the title. Oh, you know, you got to know about the, the olive being crushed. Hallelujah. The late night hours and the, the early mornings, noonday prayers, the sacrifice, the, the unseen details, the pain, the, the pull, the struggle. The, I'm, I'm almost done. No, no, I'm not done yet. I'm going to give y'all the hard truth. The hard truth. When you, when you truly take up your cross and follow, Je and follow Jesus, you may lose some friends along the way. It's the hard truth. People will talk about you. Not they may, they will talk about you. Uh, you may have to walk away from some opportunities presented. You may have to encourage someone else when you need to be encouraged. You will cry sometimes. No, no, not you may. You will, you will cry sometimes. And you will have to go, somebody say go, even when you feel like giving up. 
That's the hard truth. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, man, there's a hard message. It is hard. It's hard, but it's the truth. But God does not want us to be stagnant due to our life's circumstances. See, he's still calling us to take up our cross and follow him daily. Take your cross and follow me. You know, with all that happened in 2020 and even the beginning of this year, now, even now, right? <laughs> so many lives gone, so much devastation, division, hatred, and evil just on the front, just front and center. Evil hatred just out in the open, just operating. You know, it's a hard message. But in spite of all of that, God is still saying, rise up. Keep moving. Don't stop. Don't quit. I got you. Come on, just a little bit further. Just a little bit longer. Come on, I got you. Oh, no, no, no. Get up. Get up. Don't get up. Hallelujah. Get up. Rise up. Walk. Now jog a little bit. Get your stride back. Get your, get your, get your posture back. Put your, put your shoulders back. Stand up. Now jog a little bit faster. Oh, I see you coming around the corner. Now strive. Keep going. Oh, it's a race. Oh, but it's a love race. There's a war over your soul. There's a war for your soul. Hallelujah. There's people that you're supposed to be reaching that are hindered because of your hindrance. They're not getting in because you're hindered. They're not getting in because you're not able to do what you're supposed to be doing. But get out. Rise up. Walk a little bit. Do a little job. Oh, I see you coming around the corner. Stride with me, saints. Stride with me. Oh, it's tough right now. Just walk a little bit right now. Just walk. Don't stop, but keep walking. Oh, now you down there again. Well, crawl. Crawl if you've got to crawl. But don't stop. Stay connected. Keep walking with me. Come on, I know you feel like giving up. I know it's hard. I know you lost some family members. I know she died. I know you were praying and it didn't go the way you wanted it to go. But don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. Keep walking. Stride with me. Stride with me. Oh, I take a breather. But get up. Stretch your legs out. Stretch your legs out. Oh, God, I feel you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel my help coming. Thank you, Lord. Oh, he said, I'm with you every step of the way. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. I'm with you. I'm with you. He's cheering you on. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every day rise up. Get up. Don't quit. I know it's hard right now. I know it's tough right now. But I got you. I'm with you. I am with you always even until the ends of the earth. I never leave you. I never forsake you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Don't stop me. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. It don't look like I want it to look. Things ain't going the way I want them to go, but Adrian, get up. Take up your cross and follow me. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to your name. Give God a praise in this place. Oh, if you can stand to your feet, you feel the spirit of God in this place. Feel your help coming in the Lord. Get your strength back. Get your stride back.
speak his word. Thank you, Lord. No stumbling block. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to rise above it. Somebody say, soar. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Say, soar. Oh, that's not in my notes. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody need to know that they can, they can soar on this morning. Hallelujah. Through every distraction, every hindrance, they tried to hinder this word. Hallelujah. But in the name of Jesus, I'm soaring this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't got to fight through the hindrance. You can soar with Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't mean it ain't still happening. Below, it ain't still going on. All around you don't mean it ain't still messed up over there. And looking bad over there, but you can still soar. You can soar. You can soar this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes you got to preach to yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. See, he's not calling you to yield to sickness, disease, and suffering. He's calling you to be mindful of the cross that Christ endured as you take up your cross and endure hardship as a good soldier. As a good soldier. The word says, for this light momentary affliction is preparing us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not at the things which are seen, but to the things that are unseen. The things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus this morning. Oh, he said, move by my spirit. Don't look to the right or to the left. Hallelujah. Stay right there. Stay right before, fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't be distracted. Hallelujah. Just keep on going, just go forward. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Just keep going forward. Move by my spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. You know, one difference in this parallel, or in the parallel of the cross, before and after Jesus' death, is this. You know something? The others who were carrying their crosses were guilty. <laughs> they were guilty of what they did. They did what they did, and they were being punished for it. You know, Jesus was convicted of a crime when he knew no sin. He, he knew no sin. He did no wrong. Yet he took up his cross for God's will to be done. He suffered, bled, and died because of his love for you and me. You know, the Bible says that no greater love, no greater love, you want to talk about love this morning. I'm sorry, it wasn't about chocolate and flowers, 
but no greater love than this. A man lays down his life for his friend. No greater love, not greater than the sacrifice that he made. And I need you to still see something. Even Jesus stumbled under the weight, physical weight of the cross. He stumbled, huh? But he went on. Notice that he came alongside and even helped him carry his cross to the end. I want you to know that Jesus is helping you carry your cross. He is with you. You are not meant to carry it alone. God is with you this morning. So every day that you get up, that you rise up and you decide and you make up your mind, you fill your mind, you get your mind full of the cross and, and his sacrifice and his love and what he's done. Every morning that you get up and carry yours, consider him carrying his. That's what he's asking you to do. It's going to give you some energy that you might not have before. It's going to push you a little bit further than you thought you could go. It's going to help you strengthen, get, strengthen your ankles and, and in your knees and, and, and get up and get up and get up and go on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God is powerful. He will sustain us and bring us through. Stand to your feet in the building. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father. Oh, give God some praise in this place. Tell him that you love him. Tell him that you appreciate him. Thank you, God, that your love is like no other love. Talk to him. Talk to him by yourself. Give him the fruit of your lips. Talk to him by yourself. God, you're worthy. God, you are mighty. You're awesome. God, I love you. I love you, Lord God. I thank you for loving me, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for displaying your love, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for helping me day by day. Thank you, God, that you're helping us, Father God, to overcome obstacles, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, you're helping us to overcome obstacles, God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you that you're helping us to take up our cross daily and follow you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you today. We love you, Lord. We give you a praise in this place, God. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You'll see it all almost see it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I rebuke every word spoken over your people this morning, Lord God. Hallelujah, every negative word from themselves and maybe from other people, Lord God. I rebuke God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, that you're giving us strength to come against temptation. Hallelujah, to submit to you, to resist the enemy. Your word says, and then he will flee, God. We submit to you on this morning, God. Hallelujah, you're worthy to be praised, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have three appeals for you. Thank you, Jesus. I have three appeals. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have not accepted Christ and you're in the building, we just ask that you slip up your hand. If you're online, we ask that you will call the number. Hallelujah. 
you want to say that, Jesus Christ, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe in you. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you died and were raised on the third day. Hallelujah. With all power in your hands. If you want to say that prayer, if you've accepted Christ, call us and let us know. Hallelujah. 